Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Off the Ropes, episode 15. It's your boy Brett Swinney here. Alongside of me, I got the professor, Matt Diggs, VO Brandon Ogden, KO Kyle Owens. How's it going, guys? Oh, oh. Kevin. Oh, wait. Kyle's feeling it. There you go. There you go. Start off with a little... As Kyle said uh, in our off uh, off show uh, meeting, uh, happy football season, gentlemen. Yes. Yeah, it's here. Yes. But there's one thing that's year-round, that's wrestling season, guys. And, it's true. And, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, first off, uh, how's everybody feeling about this pay-per-view? I'm very nervous about it. Just because you've got... I mean, you got you got the England factor, and we kind of saw what happened there, you know, on, on the last uh, WWE pay per view. And they are loud and boisterous, and you put that at Wembley, and and it, this is their first kind of wrestle WrestleMania like, you know, scene as far as how's the camera work going to be, you know, all of the technical aspects of of a show that big, and will that product, you know, come through in an eighty thousand seat stadium? It, there's just so many questions we have to ask about this. So I, I'm nervous. Obviously, they've put together about the best card they can put forward as as far as the, the talent they have. But there's so many unanswered questions that we've never had with AEW. And I guess that's good because they finally got to this level. We just There's just a lot of unknowns as well. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, I'm, uh, it's it's that not that shaping up to be like the best card they've had, but it you know, it's still you AEW kind of trust it's going to be a good show, and so you know we, it's like you don't want to crap on it until you see it, and then 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 like wait to see what happens because you still expect them to put on a good show, but it's probably one of the you know for one and, and this is kind of what their flagship show, you know, I mean All In was like the thing that got them started. It's kind of disappointing the card, but you know I, we'll wait to see. And it's just interesting too, you know, they got this one and they got another one next week. Right now they have two match. You know, just it's gonna be a quick turnaround. It's just gonna be interesting to see how they get to this next couple of weeks. I, I think the, I think the card's gonna be fine. I mean, I, I think that Tony Khan has put enough big matches on the card that it's gonna be exciting. And the the England crowd is gonna be, it's gonna make it, it's gonna make it feel bigger than it is, no matter what. So I think the crowd, I think the show will be great. I'm just. I don't like the fact that they have back-to-back pay-per-views in back-to-back weeks like that because you're not going to have Miro on All-In. You're not having Hobbs on All-In. You're having Darby Allen everywhere. I think he's wrestling every day of the week. I mean, it's he. You can, you're splitting this up, which I guess is you kind of have like a collision pay-per-view and then you have like a dynamite pay-per-view, I guess. But back-to-back weeks, I just 
I think they kind of backed themselves into a corner building two pay-per-views at once. Um, but I'm excited to see how this one goes, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a good one. Well, and I'm assuming that they're going to have CM Punk on both shows because, you know, you're not going to have a show in Chicago, right, without CM Punk on the card. I mean, so I don't know. that It's going to be interesting, and I hate to use this word, Kyle, and I know it's, you hate this word, but could we have some rematches? <laughs> I think card? you got to. I mean, I, mean uh, I don't know how you're going to fill up the whole other card unless you do a whole collision, but, I mean, I don't think well, there's already, stories on that. They've technically used their top belt, which is – the real world championship on this card, you know, you've yeah. got, I mean, you've got some guys that are on both shows that are on this card. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. They've only have a week to do it. So, yeah. um, they I better you have to do rematches. Stories. They're going to have to tell some stories quickly yeah. or have some story come back all of a sudden to, you know, but, well, I guess we'll just be one of those things where we'll have to wait and see. Um, first off, let's do some, uh, off topics here. Um, first off for me, we're going to go back to this one a lot, but how about the nicknames, the <laughs> nicknames topic? Um, I think Kyle was the one that, that found this latest one. We've got the scintillating Santos Escobar, guys. Yes, he's scintillating now. How, how do y'all, what do y'all think about the scintillating? I'm, I'm tired of them giving nicknames to everybody. Everybody's big this or. Hey, I think we need some nicknames on this show. <laughs> no. Big Brett. D-K-O. <laughs> <laughs> you just throw something on the front like no it's just Brett, ridiculous Brett freaking swinney i mean come on I mean, that's... yeah i i don't i don't like it i mean i think it's i think it's going over the top i don't mind having you know some here or there but it seems like everybody on the roster is getting a nickname or an adjective describing them attached to their name like something like that that they they hammer home during the match i'm i i'm over the nicknames but, you know, I mean, at the same time, I, you know, I'm not going to completely hijack it and bring it back to football, even though, you know, football is on my head. But when I'm out there, people are saying, hey, Professor Diggs. So not that, you know, a lot of people don't even know my name is Matt at, at, at some time. So, I mean, sometimes <laughs> you have that nickname out there and, and, and people remember it. So, I mean, I think they're just trying to. But, I mean, when you when you hammer that way often like they're doing, you know, you, hey, hey, Big Reed. I mean, that's not obviously <laughs> going to gonna work but i mean at the same time we're not even referring to their real names anyways you know yeah. la knight's name is not really la knight kyle just as a sad spoiler <laughs> i for thought you. it was this whole time yeah <laughs> <laughs> um okay so i actually don't have uh i'm gonna let you guys throw something out there that you see that that you've seen on tv that that's interesting to you um uh, i'll give you all each one to uh throw out there what what's something that's off the off topic here that's something that uh that you've seen since we last talked how about the rise and fall of austin theory kind of like we talked about i mean the first chance they had a chance to get that belt off of him they did and uh and and i actually hated it i mean i like I, ray mysterio to me is ray not mysterio. a champion hey we uh, need to put ray mysterio over because we don't have any faith that ray mysterio is any good matt it's it, it's something you know i would have so many different things they could have done with that but uh, i feel like we have definitely have a vote of no confidence on austin theory now i mean i honestly the one thing for me is no go ahead go ahead brandon uh is it the uh, only thing i kind of saw today that was pretty funny was uh the uh naomi trinity posting a picture and uh blurring out Jay and Solo, 
you know, it's a family picture and she blurred out Jay and Solo. It's kind of, kind of keep kayfabe alive there. Like, you know, it's like, Hey, you, you turned on Jimmy. So actually Jimmy turned on them, but <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny. A little, I think like, I keep that story going somehow. I think uh, the, a couple of things that I'm interested in judgment day, it seems like judgment day is the story. Now that the bloodline thing is kind of, <clears throat> it's kind of reaching a point where, what's happening next we don't really know what's going on with the bloodline it's kind of stalled out the momentum and i think judgment day has picked that up what's happening with finn and damien who's leaving judgment day one of them's leaving and jay i, I think damien may be leaving to bring in jd mcdonough because kind of finn's protege but finn could break away with jd and and do their own thing so i don't really know what's going on with that i think that's intriguing and then edge this past friday night his yeah. last match in wwe maybe possibly I don't think he's retiring because I think he may show up in AEW at uh, one of he, one of the shows down the road. So when does he show up? Because I mean, we I don't know really know when his contract. Well, his contract's not up till the end of September, so he's got through September, and then so it's not all in or all out. It no, 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 no. He's not going to be at Wembley. So that would talking <laughs> about a, talking about a, a ovation. Yeah, so that would be something else. But uh, I think him and Christian are going to team back up in AEW eventually. So. Uh, interested to see what Edge does too. That's another little storyline. Yeah, I, I like those. I think uh, I do think that was cool that him and Sheamus got that that last match. I didn't really know that story that Sheamus mm-hmm. helped him get back. I don't know if you guys knew anything about that, but um, the funny thing is the other people that helped him return is FTR, which mm-hmm. is AEW. So maybe he goes over and and uh, does some matches with them. So and be- FTR the other day posted a picture with edge and so did Matt Hardy. So there people over in AEW are posting pictures with edge. I mean, I think it's, it's, I think it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Well, it, I, I think it's going to be good too, because you know, edge is kind of like he's run his course. He did the whole judgment day thing. He's, you know, he's done, he's done a lot with a lot of different people. There's so many matches that he could have in AEW with new faces and new storylines and new things to tell. So I, I think that's cool. You don't see it a whole lot with wrestlers that stay in WWE like their whole career almost. Uh, we've seen it a little bit lately, but still not real often. So being able to come over and and you know have some great matches and and have some stories with some other people, I think that's that's cool. I guess it'll be Adam Copeland. Is that? I mean, I mean, uh, no no way he's coming over his edge. I mean, they're not gonna not gonna let that happen. Does the Alter Bridge song come over? Does Metalingus come over though? Hmm. I don't know if Tony Khan pays for it. He'll whatever. he'll yeah. pay for it. He pays for all this other music. He'll yeah. pay for Edge's music. Yeah. But all right. Well, let's talk about this uh this all in card, what we have so far. Again, um there'll probably be some matches added. Um you know how it is. They'll they've got what two more episodes of TV technically before this, so I'm sure there'll at least be one or two more added um at some point. But we'll start with what they have. Um, pre-match show right now, the only one they've got is the tag team match between Aussie Open and the newest tag team in, in AEW is better than you and you know it, baby. <laughs> um, MGF and Adam Cole, uh, they've really, I mean, honestly, this is one of my favorite storylines. I mean, this, but they have done a really good job with promos um, and you just see MJF wanting to just turn on Adam Cole any second. So at some point it's happening, but it's just like he's able to settle him down and they hug it out. And, but man, this, I don't know. It's just, it's tough to know right now. They're going to have the match later, 
would it be would it be funny if they end up winning the titles and then they fight and they one of them loses? So then you've got that friction as the tag tag team champions. I don't know. They could do a lot with this, guys. Uh, are you, what do y'all think about this match? Uh, I, it's interesting. I don't know how I feel about MJF and Adam Cole wrestling twice on the pay per view. I think for for an event as big as All In at Wembley Stadium with eighty thousand, I think their entrance needs to happen once. Like it needs to be that special moment, that big entrance, that majestic. You know, you're getting this. This is the main event, not coming out in the pre-show the zero hour and then main eventing the the actual pay-per-view i don't i don't like that but um it's an it's interesting it plays into the storyline i don't want to see them break up but i feel like it's kind of inevitable that something's going to happen in this tag match i don't know whether you know there may be a miscommunication and 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 you know a misunderstanding but they turn on each other so it adds a little fuel to the main event i mean i think this i think all this does is build up more for the main event um, I don't think they're putting the titles on them. I think Aussie Open wins and retains, but something happens in this match that builds towards the main event. I think all this is is a, a stepping stone. You know, Kyle, I, I kind of agree with you and disagree in a sense. Where like agree that you maybe don't need them both times, but the good thing is that the way they're doing it, at least it's not on the main card, and not you know like Wembley's not going to be because knowing they're going to see Adam Cole and MJF later, they're not going to be packed out at six o'clock, yeah. you know, for the, for this night. Right. So, it's, it, it, so it's not going to be, it's going to be different, but uh, I, that's, I think that's the only way, like at least it's not starting the main show. Yeah. And, you know, we got not getting them on the, but and because some people don't even watch the, but I think this will get people to watch more people to watch this zero hour than normally do because, I'm calling MJF. You know, normally on this thing you get Willow Nightingale and <laughs> Jay Lethal, and so. I don't hate on Willow Nightingale. Maybe, maybe it'll be Jeff Jarrett and another uh, oh gosh Chainsaw Massacre match, worst match ever. <laughs> I knew Kyle would love that one. Jeez, dude, it was an embarrassment for AEW. My God, just say that that was embarrassing. And they got the chainsaw like they're actually going to yeah, um, cut somebody with a chainsaw. Come on now. I think the I think the guy that created the pitch black match went to work for AW and created this one. So <laughs> he outdid himself. <laughs> I mean, you get you got to give them a little bit of a break because I mean they got to do the marketing thing with uh, like Shark Week where they had the the shark cage match or whatever, and, and now and I mean at least they made fun of themselves about this. I mean it wasn't like they were trying to completely sell it as a as a serious thing, but oh, and, they, and they put Jeff Jarrett in there. So that made it kind of funny anyway. Right. Kyle, I mean, it, at least it was, well, at least, well, this, it was kind of similar to the, the jackass match at WrestleMania where it was just a bunch of chaos, but at least they didn't have a freaking chainsaw out there that wasn't even on. It was piped in chainsaw noise. <laughs> so <laughs> what are we doing here, guys? Like this. Is <laughs> so, I mean, I, I could have done without that. It was a waste of time. But I, I understand the marketing part of it, but I feel like they could have let's, done let's something find out, better. Let's find out how much they made on the match, and then let's rethink it. You know, Maybe if you made a couple million dollars, I think I'd put the match out there too. You know? And at least at WrestleMania, Sami Zayn was in the match, and Johnny Knoxville instead of Jeff Jarrett and Karen Jarrett <laughs> and Leatherface. <laughs> My son was watching the match with me, and, and whenever they poured the blood on him, he's like, what was that, Daddy? <laughs> 
Okay. Because in the lighting, I thought it was chocolate at first. Or, you know, some sort of fecal yeah, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> well, you couldn't, to, honestly, you couldn't see what was going on back there at mm -hmm. all. Like, it's just, uh, it, like, I couldn't tell who was hitting who, who was even involved in the match until they came out from the back because uh, evidently uh, um, Jay Lethal was back there. And I didn't even see him. I couldn't see him until he came out because he had stuff on him and stuff. So I'm assuming he was back there in the middle of all that. But I never really saw him. It was kind of a, a cluster. Yes. So, but but ultimately, I I think you know AEW is a little bit formulaic in their booking as far as uh, I I think we're gonna see whoever I, I agree with uh, KO that Aussie Open's gonna win, and I think whoever takes the pin is going to win the match. Uh, you know, I don't. Th I you know, so I think if. Uh, MJF will take the pin in the Aussie Open, and then he'll beat Adam Cole, or, or, or vice versa. And uh, and since I think MJF will retain, I, I think uh, MJF will eat the pin in zero hour. Uh, that maybe Adam Cole accidentally kicks him or something. But I, I think one thing that y'all are underselling that I keep waiting for, y'all, you know, Brett, you kind of talked about how we all know that MJF is going to turn on uh, Adam Cole. It's just a matter of when. I don't necessarily think that. I think Adam Cole, you know, could even stay face as far as I'm going to turn on him before he turns on me. I'm not dumb kind of a thing. And that's left a little bit of an extra intrigue in the storyline is, is it going to be Adam Cole and are they going to make him do it as a face or as a heel? Because I think the crowd uh, could easily stay behind MJF right now. as kind of your favorite scumbag. Uh, so keeping the heel activities while, you know, t soaking in a little bit of the adulation of the fans. They kind of hinted at Adam Cole kicking him the other night because he kind of acted like he was going to kick him. And then when MJF turned around, he, you know, hugged him or whatever. So, and they are kind of hinting it in both ways. They've hinted both ways. They've also hinted MJF like looking funny and, and, you know, like when he, when he pushed him like a couple weeks ago and he kind of looked at it and then all of a sudden he kind of just shook it off and he hugged him out. So they te teased it both ways. They've done a good job of, uh, and we talk about this all the time. If if I don't know what's going to happen, then I like that because if it's if it's like I can go and know exactly what's going to happen on each pay per view, um, then why am I watching it if I already know what's going to happen? So um, I really Welcome do think SummerSlam, Brett. Well, and that's that's what we say when our when the when the the best cards or when we have problems picking who's the winner, we we shouldn't be able to pick all that without prior knowledge of what's going to happen. We shouldn't be able to know that in every match. Obviously, there's going to be some. You know that we that we're gonna have a pretty good idea, but there's got to be a lot of matches on the card that could go either way, and AEW does a better job of that than WWE usually. And there's a legitimate storyline, as y'all have mentioned, on what you could do with it if Adam and MJF win. You know, mm -hmm. they could end up having you know the the main event that All Out could end up being CM Punk versus somebody, maybe a rematch with Samoa Joe or. Uh, you know, Ricky Starks might be back or something for that uh, title. And then you have uh, MJF and, and Adam Cole on the card wrestling an ROH match. And you can do all kinds of fascinating things with that. So that speaks to your point, Brett, of how, you know, you know we can think that Aussie Open is going to win this match, but they have, they have storylines if they choose to go the other way too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and my official pick is Aussie Open. But also, do we think either in this match or the match later that we'll see – Matt Taven and Mike Bennett and Roderick Strong, because like, because that's where if Matt where Diggs is talking about that if Adam Cole and MJF won, then they could defend against the Kingdom, and uh, so 
But mm-hmm. I, I wonder if we do see that, not, maybe not necessarily come out, but at least if they show him backstage a couple of times, kind of hitting at something future there. Cause you know, that they've been playing that they, they've been playing that up lately with, you know, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett and Roger Strong. So. I could see him attacking, attacking MJF and Adam Cole, maybe after the match or something, um, kind of weakening them both up or maybe just weakening MJF. And so kind of making a like, Hey, Adam, we're trying to help you out here, um, type thing. Join us. I, I could. I think they definitely attack after the match. I think, unless, like Dig said, unless Adam Cole turns on MJF after the match, then, I mean, I could see, I could see, I could see both things. That, like you said, Brett, I don't know what's going to happen, and that's what makes it so exciting. Yeah, I. For me, I think the more likeliness is going to be. This something happened in the main event match. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think the turn is gonna be during the the paper the uh, the tag match, just because then it wouldn't leave anything left for the main event. I think you know something could happen where they kind of have a little rift, but I don't think anybody's super kicking anybody or or any of that's gonna happen at that point. So for me, I think that if something's gonna happen. It happens in that main event because it's gonna say, okay, well now there's some maybe a rift they lost or. Or they had a, 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 you know, where one hit the other one on accident. So something's kind of there. Let's let that linger over the main event. So you guys go buy the pay per view and see what's going to happen. So that that's that's my. If I was selling it, that's what I would do. I wouldn't try to because it's a zero hour. Why would you give away too much for free when you could make someone come spend fifty or sixty dollars on it? Yeah. But my official pick also is Aussie Open. Uh, we'll get <laughs> we'll get Jeremy's whenever he. Uh, comes back. Um, all right. So next up on my list here is FTR versus the Young Bucks. Guys, I'm looking forward to this one. This one, uh, you know, this match has been in the making. You know, we we talked about this. Uh, well, I have. I've I've been waiting for this match. We we weren't talking about this at the time, but like back when FTR was in WWE and the Young Bucks were in AEW, they were back and forth about you know, who the best tag team was. I know they fought recently, but this is that they've built outside of AEW on for this match. And so every time they, they fight, obviously they're two of the best tag teams out there. It's going to be incredible. Matt's going to love it. There's going to be a lot of false finishes. <laughs> they're going to, they're going to kick out us. How many five-star match? Five. Even with the kickouts, Matt. We'll we'll find out how they tell that story, and you know one one thing that y'all always talk about the last couple of WWE pay per views when we've had uh, uh, Rollins and and Finn Balor is how y'all are expecting a really good match, and then we come on the next episode and we're like, eh, you know, but FTR has delivered on these matches just time after time after time. Think about the Briscoe trilogy. You think about all of that, and they keep delivering. You think about Switchblade and Juice Robinson, and you know they promised that one of the greatest tag team matches of all time. So, I mean, you talk about how you're disappointed in this card, or Brandon's been a little bit worried that this isn't the, the maximum card that they could provide. This, if they do what they can do, I mean, this is this could sell the pay per view by itself. I agree with you there. I, I, I'm looking forward to this match. We got a little scare on Friday that this match may not happen, and they still they haven't really addressed it yet. But uh, it seems like it's still on full go. You know, Cash Wheeler got arrested, and uh, so it gives a little little scare. But it seemed like I, mean, I don't know all the details. So I'm not gonna get too far into it. But it, 
it was it didn't seem as what what we originally thought it was it didn't seem as as drastic as that so it looks like the match is still going on and i'm looking forward to this one like matt said uh, ftr pretty much always delivers and the young bucks uh, that you know they're very 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 entertaining in the ring and you know they've they've had matches before and it's always been good and but no matter who each was against the the guns it was entertaining when young bucks is against you know anybody they're against so you know together they're gonna put on a show and like matt said this could be the you know, everyone's looking forward to MJF and Adam Cole for the story, but for the match, this is it. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really good match. Uh, I know I say that about Seth and Finn too, Matt, but I, I do think this is going to be a really good match. But like you said, with with FTR and Young Bucks in the ring together, you're not. There's no there, unless they all fall down at the same time and don't get back <laughs> up. There's no way this is going to be a bad match. Like there's, they are way too talented. Um, do we get any interference in this match from anybody on the outside or does it stay just those four guys in the ring? I don't know. I think there's, I understand the storyline between the FTR and young bucks, but I think there's maybe more to it that they may be trying to build within this match. Um, I'm just not sure where these teams are headed. Kind of. I know we're we're getting CM Punk and Kenny Omega are going to join forces with their sides. At some point, we're going to get a six man tag match out of this, but um, I just don't know when that's going to happen because CM Punk doesn't like to play well with others. So I don't know when that it will take place, but that's where I think they went ahead. As far as this match, I think it's a toss-up. I don't know who – I don't really know who needs the victory more. I mean, the you don't want to take the titles off right now. Um, I don't – I don't know. I think for, for the pop, I think for the pop, and the title change that Young Bucks will win it. Wow. You know, and now we're two matches in, and we're both still all just scratching our head about what's going to happen <laughs> and, and this and that and the other. And, again, I just, I just highlight Brett's genius about how we really like cards when we don't know what happens. Even, even yeah. though, you know, we all picked Aussie Open, we can see so many different ways if they lose what where it can make sense. And I, I think you have this as well. If, if the Young Bucks win for me, I, I wouldn't like it just because, I mean, the Young Bucks basically, they started rebuilding them as a tag team like a week and a half ago. It's like they just yeah. decided we're going to do that. Now we're going to run them up against the guns and, and, and whatnot. And so I think FTR is going to is gonna get the get the win and, and show that they are the, the best tag team of all time. I'll be disappointed, to be honest, that the Young Bucks win it. I don't think they've earned it. I don't think they've shown the consistency and the bangers. And that, that's really kind of crappy from Tony Khan's perspective if he takes the top titles off of them after highlighting them in so many really good matches. And they took two straight losses against Juice and uh, Switchblade. So, I mean, I, I, you've got to keep them going. And they, and they, they had a losing streak last year, too. Were they, part, they were part of the original All-In, right? FTR now they're no at no, Young Bucks I mean yeah okay well maybe Tony Khan throws a bone hey we got all in again biggest event of all time you were at the you're you're an original like all in well and here's, he's, a, here's the tag title and they're one of the reasons why the company's that is there yeah that's I why, think that's why that's why I, I'm also agreeing with you Kyle I'm taking the Young Bucks for that reason because I just yeah. think that uh, it can go either way I agree the coin it could, you could flip a coin and it could go either direction here. I'm going the Young Bucks because they're Tony Khan's boys. This is the biggest pay-per-view in the history of wrestling. 
And if the Young Bucks go over, it would be a huge pop. Not that FTR wouldn't, but the title change, you're right, does give a little more of a pop than the than the defense. And to be clear, I I prefer FTR to win. I want FTR to keep the titles and 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 win. But I just think, like we were saying, for the pop and because Tony Khan likes to uh, play favorites sometimes, I think he's going to throw a bone to Young Bucks. Okay. Matt's confused. Okay. I'm going to let Brandon, because I'm hoping Brandon will agree with me and not leave me out here on, on my limb over here. <laughs> no, I, got FTR. I feel like we're on the same page. I got FTR. There you okay. go. There you go. So it's, it's, it's split. And, and I'm wondering, Kyle, you, you mentioned the pop or whatnot. I, I think, you know, England might be a pro CM Punk FTR. You know, I, I don't know if they will necessarily, you know, be a supportive of the elite uh, as far as that goes. So I, I don't, FTR winning might be the more natural pop, but it'll be, but it'll be one of those kind of fascinating things like the rock and Hogan. If, you know, it goes one way or the other, will they change their styles on the fly and, you know, will FTR wrestle heel, but you kind of saw the, the young bucks, do a little bit of heelishness in the in the guns match cheating uh, to win that. So maybe they're kind of expecting and, and thinking they might have to go heel in England. Never know with the crowd there, so it's hard to it's hard to predict. Uh, all right, uh, match three is the four way match for the AEW Women's Championship. You got Ikarushida, the champion, versus Tony Storm versus Soraya versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. <laughs> um, man, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this match for a women's match. There, there's some good workers in this match. Um, I mean, all four of these ladies can work. Um, I think, you know, Soraya hasn't wrestled much since she returned. What's a good way to protect someone that hasn't wrestled a whole lot? You put them in a four-way match, they do their spots. Of course, you know, being from over there, her and Tony Storm um, are going to get a huge, huge pop over there. Um, of course, Brick Baker is popular right now too. I, I'm. This is a tough one for me. Like, I don't see Sheeta. I don't see Sheeta coming out of there with the title. I think. I think she's going to lose it now. Which of the other three you're going with? I mean, if we're going with the same theory, excuse me for my taking your thing, Corey the same theory that I'm going with before, then they give it to Britt Baker because she was there at the beginning. So, I mean, I'm going to go with Britt Baker. I don't think she necessarily needs the belt, but I think, I think that would be a huge pop if she gets it. She's, she's been, she's been busting it lately. Um, and I think it could be a possibility where her old, her old buddy returns, Jamie Hayter. And it's like, Hey, it's I want the belt back now. I'm back from injury, and they could they could have that match. I don't know how far away she is from returning, but I could see them going with that feud because they never really had that feud. They I thought at one point they were going to turn on each other, and that never never really happened. But could be time to see or them. Or Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa, yeah. The return of Thunder Rosa. I agree with you, Brett. I, I think DMD is going to take it. I think they do do the pop as far as that one goes. Uh, you know, in watching the uh, 
that whatever the show was last year, the AEW All Access, where they went behind the scenes uh, and were doing that, uh, it, it showed Britt Baker is not really wanting the title, like or not feeling like she deserved it or earned it. So that's the one thing that makes me feel like you know that maybe she doesn't want to be a champion, that she doesn't want to go through the stress and and all the commitments of, of being like that. And then you think of also the cheap pop, isn't Soraya winning the, you know, a pretty big pop in, in England. So uh, I I'm going with DMD, but I could also like, like you said, I could, I could see the storyline with Tony storm getting the belt back. Cause she is somebody who would, you know, fight repeatedly Soraya. If she wanted, I think she'd probably be handing it to somebody in, in Chicago next week. Uh, and, and we'd have a boomerang as far as that goes. Uh, but I think uh, DMD will get it for the old school AEW pop. I thought we might have all four different picks this for this match, but it, it doesn't look that way. But uh, I think I'm gonna go. You know, th- I, I was I thought about doing the the Soraya route for the cheap, but like Matt said, it, she'd probably have to give it up immediately. Or, but but who knows? She may be maybe be back, and I, I mean I don't know, but like. I, I don't want to see, but I know Soraya would be the pop, but I, I don't want to see that happen. I'm going I'm to go with DMD here, and uh, since since Adam's probably going to lose tw- twice on this card, uh, let DMD get a win on this one. So I'm going to disagree with every one of you. Uh-oh. This, Sheeta just got the title. She literally just won the title, like, maybe a month ago, if that. So she just won the title. Soraya doesn't wrestle. This is her first time in the ring since. I don't. You tell me. I I don't know when the last time she was in the ring. She's she's been a manager on the outside, interfering for the longest. But the last time she had a match, it's been a while. Well, I don't she had a win to get into this, didn't she? Yeah, okay, she before that, before that one, before that one. I'm sorry. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah. Yes, before that, she wasn't involved in anything other than beating up people after the match or interfering. So I don't think you put the title on Soraya. She hadn't done anything. She won a, a, a match. Great. Congratulations. I don't think she's done anything. I don't think you put it on Tony Storm. You just took it off Tony Storm. Why are we putting it back on Tony Storm if you just took it off Tony Storm? So what are we doing with that? I don't think Tony Storm wins it. Britt Baker, I'm going to go against my theory I used for FTR and the Young Bucks. Tony Khan can't hand favors to everybody on the roster. He can't do it to all of his favorites. So I think Britt's not going to win it here. Um, I'm taking Sheeta to retain. I just think it, it doesn't make sense to take the title off of her right now, I, I, unless you want to just keep hot potatoing the title, but that doesn't do the title any good. So I think Sheeta retains, and we re- wait on the return of Jamie Hayter, and maybe that's where Sheeta loses her title. I, I disagree with you, Kyle, about a philosophy that you brought up on this. And, and I was actually th- – because – this is something I've been having my own internal turmoil about because I've been reading some articles and and, and whatnot. And that's the idea that you need to have somebody hold the belt for a year, 18 months, or, you know, like with Roman for four years, there are so many deserving talents on AEW. I kind of hope whenever MJF loses, we get some hot shotting because, you know, there are so many people who deserve to say they could be a champion and, and, and deserve that championship. And I mean, you, like I think about Attitude Era, uh, or even after the the, the uh, ruthless aggression era in WWE, where you know you probably had champions every two or three months, and it really wasn't bad, you know. And, and I and and now seeing the other side of it, where we have these hyper extended Gunther winning, you know, keeping it for a year, and and all of this, I'd like to see a little more hot shotting. So I, I disagree that it, it 
devalues your belt if you have the hot shotting. So. Well, let, let me clarify. I don't think I'm I'm with I don't think we need to see three year reigns like Roman. I don't think we need to see, you know, year, year and a half reigns from everybody. Don't, don't, those are special cases. But I think you just said it a three or four month title reign and then lose it. And then another three, four month title. I'm okay with that. I'm I'm good with it. But this holding it for a month or a couple of weeks and then you, it just that type of stuff is it to me. I don't like it. But holding it for three or four months and then losing it, sure, because you're right. A lot of people are deserving to be champion, just not long term champions. Fair See, enough. We can all come to an agreement here, yeah, guys. We can, <laughs> we, we, we can have a family <laughs> session here, uh, as far as that goes. But you know, I almost feel like they pulled it off of Tony just to kind of create the dissension because I think Tony being the champion going to England, what, what might've been problematic, you know, as far as that goes, which might give us insight into that, that, you know, having DMD beat Hikaru Shida is, is not going to be a negative thing. You're going to get a, a bit of a pop, but if DMD or even Soraya beat Tony storm, then you have a lot of confusion. Well, you could, you could also have some, some Soraya, Tony storm, uh, argument they could try to one could try to pin they pull each other off so they get into a disagreement who's going to win the belt so you could stem that off into a little you know outcast dissension there and you could turn that into something they could turn around and, and use that in all out they could if, if something was to happen maybe they have at it all out i mean just something you could spin off off this match absolutely all right um let's go to the next match the tag team Coffin match. Um, anybody know how many coffin matches have ever happened without Darby Allen in AEW? Okay, so we can guess who's in this match. Um, <laughs> we got Darby Allen and Sting. It's Sting. Uh, Mogul Embassy, AR Fox, and Swerve Strickland. Um, yeah, I don't know. This feud is kind of coming to the radar for me. I, I, I've been watching um, AEW kind of on catch up, you know, here and there. But am I missing the 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 build up with this? Fill me in, guys, if if I've missed this. But I, I just don't know that there was much build on this this match. If there if there was, fill me in because I, I must have. They fast forward. It goes it goes something. back to like indies too, like other other wrestling promotions with Swerve Darby because they're all from the Seattle area. And so it goes back to that. And then just a couple of weeks ago, AR Fox and Swerve invaded Nick Wayne's home training place and, yeah, you know, bloody that. him up. Yeah. So it's, it's a bunch of past stuff so, that they're bringing into. So, Kyle, mm -hmm. then why can't we have Darby Allen and Nick Wayne in this match? Because it's, it's they're wrestling thing. Wednesday night on Dynamite before the pay per view. Why? Darby Allen and Nick Wayne versus Swerve and AR Fox. Why? So you're getting the exact same match on Sunday. Except insert Sting. It's a coffin match. Can we bury Sting here, please, and get him off TV? And let's insert <laughs> Nick Wayne in this. And I mean, I love Sting, but why? Why? Because <laughs> it's it's Wembley and it's Sting. It's eighty thousand people. Yeah, I mean. And the, that nostalgia act, it, it sting is 80,000 people. And, you know, he's good for one big bump, you know, and it's like, yeah. what's going to be that one big bump? And it, I almost worry for him because, you know, he does the one big bump and it, it's increased in, in ways. And you put him at Wembley, it, it could be scary what he's, you know, willing to do 
because that's all he can do because he obviously can't put together a good wrestling match. Swerve has been one of my underrated favorites the last I love few Swerve. months. He is, he, I mean, I, I was really hoping the Swerve and Keith Lee thing, you know, would kind of yeah, take When is that going to happen? They've been, I mean, that, they just kind of, they had that whole, they had a perfect feud built and then they just they eh, dropped it, went away. <laughs> I think something's wrong with Keith Lee. I mean, I, maybe he's out of shape or he, there's something where they're not feeling comfortable. He's not at that NXT shape where he was doing bangers with, you know, Djokovic or whatever. The, I, no, know. I know what it, I know what he needs, Matt. We need to put a, a nickname in front of it. Big Keith Lee. Bear Claw. Big Keith oh, Lee. That's right. Bear Claw. Bear Claw, <laughs> Keith I Lee. Forgot, I forgot about that. <laughs> Bear Claw. WWE, Vince handled it for you. It's Bear Claw. Okay? Bear Claw. I forgot that was Roddy. Right. He was like Bear Claw. And then he limitless. Was, Keith Lee was always limitless. Yeah, yes, that, that was a good one. But they did Bear Claw, and then he he was out the door uh, yeah. about right after that. So yeah. I, I'd forgotten about that. Thanks for a reminder there, Kyle. <laughs> no problem. Um, <laughs> I'm worried. You said you're worried about Sting, Matt. I'm worried about Darby Allen. This man goes a thousand percent every time he's in the ring, taking these nasty bumps every single time, and he's wrestling. On dynamite, collision, dynamite, pay-per-views, like, bro, take a break. I know you're young, but man, like he is going to I'm worried about him making it to the pay-per-view. I mean, because you know he's gonna he's already on all out. He's already been booked for all out. I, I'm I'm worried about him making it. But uh as far as the match goes, it's very simple. It's gonna be a great match. Love Swerve. I've loved him since his NXT days. He fantastic, big fan of Swerve. AR Fox is athletic. I'm not a huge fan of his his gimmick persona that he gives off, but um I, I like Swerve, so um, but he's not Swerve's not winning. That Darby, it's a coffin match. Darby don't lose coffin matches. Sting's not losing in front of eighty thousand in Wembley. Darby and Sting uh, They don't bury Sting and, and send him off in a not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. He'll, he'll go out on top of eighty thousand people. He'll just go out <laughs> in the coffin. Not will we see nails? Will we see a barbed wire? Will we see fire? I mean, there's all hey, kinds explosions. of hey, explosions. Hey, because you know what that means? Coffin match means no DQ match, so anything goes, right. right? Oh yeah. There there will be there will be pyrotechnics of some sort probably in this will match. Will someone pop up from the coffin and, and insert themselves in this match? Probably. Somebody from the Prince mobile. Nana. Yeah. Prince <laughs> Maybe the return of Keith Lee. We'll finally get to see a little bit of that. Hey. But as as Ko said, you put Swerve and Darby in there, and you've got gold already there. Uh, even with Sting in there, as long as they write the story appropriately, it'll it'll be fine. And and they've done a really good job of you know not highlighting him and letting him be part of these tag team matches to where his slowness is a, as much of a deterrent. So uh, I, I agree. I think uh, Sting and Darby. Uh, win, but I'm still interested in how they get there. So that'll be the for me the interesting part of the storyline. I think part of it for me is going to be, I think, uh, Darby and Sting uh, get that interference happens. Mogulmsi comes out, the Prince comes out, interferes, and then Nick Wayne inserts himself to even the numbers. Um, and I think that ends up being too much for. Mogul Embassy, and I think I agree. I mean, as much as I say, you know, that would be awesome. Sting goes out on, you know, out on a casket. I mean, they're not putting him out that way. Um, and he's the only one on that team. Darby's not taking the pin in a coffin match, you know, like Kyle said. So, um, 
coffin match. Darby Allen gets the win. I think it's one of the most no brainer things on the card. Now, how great will it be if you had if you have to bury both of them? You know, both got to get in the the, the coffin to, to to win the match, and then you know, you know, maybe Darby makes it. You know, you have the one one thing, and then Sting finally you know finishes off Ar Fox or something for the to get the second one in there. You know. There's so many different rules variations of this, which could completely change who you think wins. And I mean, we still have the Luchasaurus and Christian, which I love the Christian bit right now, you know, and as far as him being the true TNT champion. Uh, so you might see him show up and mess with, with Darby on this one. Uh, yeah, that's still a big mess. I don't, I'm not a fan of that storyline. We'll get to it. <laughs> I have some thoughts as well. I mean, he, he is parent of the year, Brad. I mean, you, <laughs> you you should take a lesson from him. I know you're you're very invested in in your in your children and watch Christian for just a, a way of all to be a dad. To steal the belt from his kid and and claim it as his own. Cinder, uh... Cinder, you know, you need discipline in this world, Brett. You can't just coddle these children. You need discipline, and I think Christian can teach you a little bit about how to ensure your children are forthright and so no college fund just take it all and spend it nah they don't need it they don't they don't there's there's loans and grants that's right (laughs) how are they ever going to learn to earn something if you're just giving them college (laughs) you need to learn that christian can teach you brett you need you need to understand what niall mcginnis is teaching us that he is the father of the year and you just need to Get in there and embrace Christian's philosophies of life. I love Nigel too. Nigel's great. Yeah. Oh man. That. that yeah. All right, Brandon, go ahead. I don't have much. Let's flush them, guys. I think you know, Brandon. You're going to host this out. Take it. I'm tired. I'm tired of Christian. He's. I need someone to. He needs to be in the coffin match, and we need to put him in the coffin and let's send him away. He did. <laughs> him and Darby but, had a coffin. Yeah, match. but he didn't. I need to send him away for a while, not just come back and. and Oh, I just—he came out from the light. I mean, remember that he—he he was in the in the light. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Okay, Brandon. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Christian and what he's doing, but he's not in this match. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I got I got Darby and Darby and Sting. So, all right. Darby and Sting for the sweep. And 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 make sure you write down he's a Christian fan too, so you can kind of learn and process. <laughs> your own emotions when it comes to this um, and you're gonna have to be a christian fan if we're gonna get edge over back over here so you, you know that's gonna be up there i'm just not a fan of this christian like even when he was like beating up uh, beating up uh jack perry and stuff at least it was kind of something like this is stupid like why would you let someone steal your belt and defend it like that doesn't make any sense to me at all like, Luchasaurus is going to turn on Christian eventually. That's what it's he's leading to. years old. What do you expect from him? <laughs> he's he's going to. He's just biding his time. Not, oh, it's not any time is not soon enough, Kyle. It needs to be mm-hmm. yesterday, so we can get Christian off my TV. When Chris yeah. when Chris Statlander's UFO crashed, you know, here and it created a thing which made the all the dinosaurs extinct except for. Uh, Luchasaurus. I mean, you you got to stick with these storylines, Brett, and understand what we're doing here. This is long term storytelling. Old AEW. We're bringing it back. That's right. Oh well, it's it's definitely long term. 
It's definitely long term. I can't. You know, next thing I know, Jungle Boy would be joining him. Or, Maybe. Or Jack Perry. Sorry. Maybe. I can see it. He's retiring the e, uh, FTW championship this next week. So the for the win title is what I'm going to say it is. Oh, okay. Um, all right. A couple of really good, interesting um, multi man matches coming up next here. Um, first off, the six man tag match the Golden Elite versus Bullet Club Gold with Takeshka. I don't know if I guess he's not part of them. I guess he's just. Uh, he has a common enemy. I'm not real sure there. The, the, the Don Callis family, which we didn't talk about that earlier. The the whole um, you guys watch Wednesday, right? The the whole Don Callis thing. I thought that was clever. You know, he had Jericho, and then the picture he wanted to see it, and then yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, I kept expecting um, Sammy Guevara to come out a little sooner. You know, so he was the one that stuck by him. So. Uh, it was going to be kind of strange, actually, with Jericho not having a faction, uh, guys. I know this is a little bit off topic, but I just kind of thought about it when it came up. First time, really, since he's been in AEW, he doesn't have one. So we'll see. Or does he? I or mean, does he? I mean, not at Jericho's the- always got something going. He's always got something cooking that slide devil. He's got something going on. So we'll see if that comes into a Callus versus Jericho match at some point. Um, could be in the next pay per view since there is one. You know, could have something going on there. All right. Sorry, I got off off of there because I just thought about that. Um, that was one of my favorite parts of AEW the other night. So I just kind of forgotten about it. Um, all right. So we've got the Golden Elite versus Bullet Club Gold guys. Uh, what do you what are your thoughts on this match? It's going to be some. There's some good workers in this match, so we know it's going to be a good match. Uh, as far as uh wrestling goes. It's going to be a very good match. Um, I, <laughs> I don't. This is another tough one for me. It's a, it's another little toss up here. I could see, I could see both sides winning it, and I could see why both sides need to win. Um, I think they're giving Bullet Club Bull, Bullet Club Gold a lot of momentum right now. Uh, so I think that especially uh, Jay White and Juice Robinson, they they're they're really putting those a rocket pack on them and, and, and making them kind of a, a main staple of collision alongside CM Punk as well. So I think I'm going to go with the bullet club gold for this one over the golden elite. Um, I really like Takeshita being in this match too. I think Takeshita and Omega have a match at all out the following week pay-per-view. I think something happens here where they have, a, they have a match or maybe it's too soon for that. Uh, and maybe they do it a little further down the road, but eventually I think that's what we get. But I'm taking Bullet Club. Guns up, baby. The Bang Bang Gang. Oh, One thing God. I'm a little frustrated with you and Brett about is, is you, y'all <laughs> complaining about how multiple storylines intertwined. You know, I like the fact that we have multiple storylines intertwined, and that's kind of the way you, you can set up that second pay-per-view uh, because you can easily have an offshoot. Darby's got two storylines. Christian's got a couple of storylines. You've got a couple of storylines with the Callis family and a couple of storylines with the Elite, and I, I like that. And, and it, you know, it, about that, Matt? You, you just like it's too much, you know? It's, you, no, you know, like no. Christian, and, Christian. I said Christian. I just don't like this character. I, I don't like it. KO was complaining about it. I, I, I did complain about it. I didn't. I, I don't like Christian it. because I just think it's, I'm I'm tired. Of, like, it's not believable to me. Like, someone 
wins a title and you're just going to let someone else defend it for you and carry it. That, to me, it's not believable. What man lets another man win it? He, you win the title and you say, oh, well, here, you can just have this. That would be like, back, that's like, taking, Christian. Be like me earning this pick em champion. I'm like, here, Kyle, you can just hold this belt and, and act like you want it every single y'all, week. Y'all don't, tell, y'all don't tell Brett that the heyday of professional wrestling showed the WWE championship sold to the million dollar man. You know, that would never happen. That, <laughs> that wasn't a real title. Clearly never. No, he, he just bought, held that he one. bought the world title back in the Hogan Andre the Giant world. And they had to vacate it, you know, you can't, as far you as can't it goes. Buy the title. Get anyway, that's the same thing. That would be like you know what just, you can do with your net championship. You can shine it up real nice. Turn that sun up. What? Turn yeah. it sideways. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where's your belt? You've won all these titles, Matt. We want to see the the hardware. They don't they don't pay for me to have that stuff, but uh, I disagree with that's Kyle on this. Buy your own. Just buy your own. I'm not buying my own. You just said that's what the million dollar man did. It was okay for him to. That was okay for him to buy. I'm I'm but a hardworking son of a plumber over here. You know, trying to (laughs) make make my living in this world. I'm gonna be taking the golden elite in this one because the young bucks aren't gonna win. So I'm gonna pick up another match on Kyle on this, and and he's gonna flip them, and I'm gonna flip them the other way and take two. Well, I I um I'm looking at this match and I think the Callus effect is gonna is gonna be the factor here. I think Don Callus gets involved in this match, whether it's uh, one of your famous screwdrivers, Matt, or or some kind of interference, <laughs> and he's gonna play a factor in this match. There's gonna be eighty five kickouts. Um probably a, a the referee is gonna the get Jericho Osprey match. You gotta wait for that. Well, that one probably will too. Um, Jericho might not make it out of that match alive. Um, you know, we're, it's too to be determined. Um, I just think that Callus gets involved and this spins into something else uh, long term. And I, so I think that Bullet Club Gold uh, gets to win here. Matt and I are agreeing a lot tonight because uh, I already had it written down the Golden Elite. And so I'll kind of split. We'll see where Jeremy lands with if. I guess he I, he probably fell asleep. So are you still striping helmets? Striping helmets. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see. I can't see what wait to see what he picked. But yeah, I'm going the Golden Elite here. Uh, I think I, I think this would be a fun match. Uh, and so yeah, not much on that. And, and I'll, I'll I'll pull a Brandon and give you a little extra prediction. Uh, Juice Robinson takes the pin. Yeah, this I think that's the only one that. One hundred percent. Yes, if he were taking the pin, but he's not. So I'm saying uh, Kota Ibushi well, takes the pin. <laughs> you really think they're going to have him come 100%, back? 100%, but he's not, so 0%. <laughs> if he were going to lose, if Bullet Club Gold was going to lose, Juice would 100% take the pin. If he got if he got pinned, he would be a loser, but he's not going to get pinned, so he's going to be a winner. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying if I would have picked them to win. You know what I mean. Like who do you like? Who who do you think's gonna take the pin then of the Golden Elite? Which of those three? It's probably gonna be Hangman. <sighs> Hangman's taking the pin. Oh, mm. I don't yeah. know. I, I like the the first your first well, thought, just, Kota Ibushi, just because he's not an AEW wrestler. That's my that's where originally what I said. But if Ibushi doesn't, Omega's definitely not. Omega's yeah, Omega. not taking the pin. No. So it's either Hangman or Ibushi, and I'm probably going Ibushi one, Hangman two. 
Switchblade with the pin. Switchblade with the pin off a of Blade Runner. Put that down as a prop bet, Brandon. There you go. Boom. Yeah, we, get, we got our prop bets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got that one in. Oh, go ahead, Brandon. Oh, no. Keep going. I, I'm looking okay. at something. All right. Uh, match number six. Um, it's going to be the Stadium Stampede match. Oh, uh, my gosh. <laughs> Kyle, uh, I'm going to let you go first since uh, you got a reaction there. We've got um, Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, the best friends, and the Lucha, Lucha Brothers versus Blackpool Combat Club and three TBAs. Man, um, it's hard to say because you don't know who they're going to bring in. I think I'm going to uh, take the ones that have a full team. Yeah. Well, but first can I get, off. Can I get my prediction who I think the three mystery are? I was going to say let's let's talk about who's who it's going to be. We think first before we start picking. I'm I'm going to say Nigel McGuinness and Proud and Powerful hmm. Santana and Ortiz. Santana Ortiz, okay. Nigel McGuinness, you think he's going to get out there? Because it because it because it's in Wembley. They've been dro- They've been dropping little little. We'll we'll see, but it may not yet. But I. I so, they've been dropping the hints, and I've been reading some stuff. I could be reading too much into it. But do we do we think they announce this sometime this week, or do they wait till the actual night of the pay per view? I think we. Find I guess out it depends Wednesday. who it is. I think we find out Wednesday because you know that doesn't happen a whole lot anymore. Where they wait till the pay per view night and then drop mystery opponents like that. Usually they. they... If it's who I say, I think they wait. If it's someone different, I think they announce early. You're gonna get Steven Regal and uh, get him back in there with Danielson and one other oh, one. You mean Will, you mean William Regal? Well, gotta call him Steven Regal now. You gotta put, give him back his old. Uh, he's a man's man kind of a thing. Oh. Since he's, maybe maybe WWE will do some sort of trade. You know they'll let Jay Uso show up on All Out or all you know. D- d- play it up that he's quit and they can send Regal hey, back in. You know, that would so sell a storyline though. I know. That'd be fun. I mean, you that I'm surprised that they don't do those kind of one off things. I mean, because isn't the idea to to do the storylines and to make people like want to tune in? Like, wow, Jay Uso just showed up over on all in. Of course it's the biggest pay per view ever, so there's no there's no chance that that happens, guys. Uh, and there's no chance that's happening because a non-compete. There's yeah. no way he can show up at all in. Yeah, there's no chance. But if they wave it, <laughs> you never know kind of a thing. Is, he's not. <laughs> zero chance he's waving it as well. I, I'm just saying, you know, if you wanted to spend, if you wanted to spend, to spend belief for a little bit, that, that that's a way to do it. How much, how much do you think that, Tony Khan would have to pay the WWE for something like that, like a one night to borrow a wrestler. Do you think that it, was there ever a price that he could pay? I think I think it benefits WWE more than it benefits AEW because you're promoting a WWE storyline to do that. I don't know if there is a number. Not with Vince in charge. Triple H may play nice. Vince ain't playing nice. There might be... I'm, no, man. No. You I don't know, know if there's a number. You know what would be? I mean, this would be crazy. But like, what the Judgment Day shows up and like they come out and 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 now the, we're fantasy booking the booth <laughs> for Mysterio. Like, 
Oh, you can imagine 80,000 people booing it. Oh, man. And they come out with all their, their – they bring their WWE titles over and they interfere in a match. I mean, that helps WWE, right? I mean, maybe they don't even have a match, but they, they show up and, they, and then they cross – That you never know when one's going to show up. Like, oh, let's, let's tune in. To me, that's that's what I kind of liked back in the – when WC, WCW and the, and the whole you know WWE cross – when they started, when they bought them out, and then you never know who's going to show up whether ECW or, you know, WWE, WCW. Oh, and look. Oh, wait. Well, I thought I had somebody. We had somebody in the joining us, but I guess not. Um, oh, wait. There he is. The mystery the mystery opponent. Hey. It's a mystery opponent. It's Jeremy Hubbard. Man, I'm telling you guys, the, the, uh, the life of a high school football coach in week one, it is not a brilliant one. It is actually – it's pre- I was telling Brett in a text, and I think you guys were all on there. You know, it's one thing to practice until seven o'clock, and then you got to stripe helmets, man. Like, no, I think Penn State. It's not tradition. It's just so the coaches don't have to do more work. But I guess they have See? equipment managers. I don't know, but uh, hey, that's I, one of your I'm new titles. For, Is that your new title, uh, equipment manager? Well, man, let me be honest with you. I feel like the old guy in the group now because I always say these young coaches. These young coaches just run through there and throw stickers on helmets, man. They don't even do it right. It drives me crazy. <laughs> so if, you, if, if you come to our game and the numbers on the back of the helmet are crooked or one's higher than the other, whatever, like just know it's one of the young guys. It wasn't me. So so we'll know the ones that you did. They'll be straight. I promise you that. <laughs> All right. So we'll let you catch up and talk a little bit about each match, and then and we'll, we'll – We'll kind of sit back, and I'm sure the professor will critique you a few times. Yeah, gosh. Can I I actually say, just to start out, because I have just the utmost respect for high school coaches and and the work they put in right now and the crazy temperature. Jeremy, God bless you for doing what you're doing and serving that community. You know what? That means a lot coming from the professor. That means a lot coming from him. You know, we talked about this on a couple of our other shows, guys. It is – the heat's a real deal. And, and, and Diggs, you're up in Dallas, and you know it like – I, I, we've been told it's a lot hotter. We play in Grapevine on Friday night, and we're expecting, you know, 106, 107 at kickoff, which is uh, – it's dumb, man. They move, they move your game time. Now they've moved some of the games. Well, I'll tell you, we've been working on this, and I'm not breaking anything that's important here, but we're actually moving our practice on Wednesday afternoon. We actually moved it today to 6.30, first time we've done that in a long time, just to get out of the heat a little bit on Wednesday. Rains, Rains did that same thing. I saw them post. They moved their uh, morning practice 6.30 a.m. to beat the heat. There's so many challenges we have with that, like our boarding kids. They have to be able to eat breakfast. I know this is a wrestling show, sorry, but we're, we're having to worry about their feeding them breakfast to be able to do that and all that kind of stuff. So it's there's a lot of things changing, but, uh, man, we – we actually pushed today to get our game Friday at 8 a.m. That would be nice. We'll just skip school wow. and play at 8 a.m., but that's yeah. definitely not going to happen. But uh, it was worth a shot, Brandon. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, I think Matt was just softening you up, so then when he hits Probably. you with that hit yeah. that barbed wire uh, chair or whatever he's got. got a screwdriver waiting. The, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre match. Oh, oh, my, oh we already we kind of already uh, groaned over that one. That was terrible. Uh, all right, so uh, Aussie Open – Versus MJF and Adam Cole, Jeremy. Who you got? I think Aussie Open's going to win just because I think that the storyline can't go the way it's going to go if they win the belts, right? Like, I don't think you get the turn there. Uh, I, I, I'm sure I haven't talked about the match yet, but I think the turn's coming, and I don't know where you guys lean, but I think probably the opposite, or, or maybe we think the same. But I just don't think they can win the match and win the belts if you're going to have the turn in the in the main event. Okay. 
FTR versus the Young Bucks. I'm excited about this one. You know, and I'm glad that the the Wheeler arrest hasn't canceled the match. That was kind of my concern when I saw that that maybe he's not going to be allowed to to uh, to travel. But I think they've worked that out. I, you know, I don't know, man. I think the Bucks will give FTR the match. I do. I, I think that. I mean, FTR's announced they're going to be leaving, and whenever their contract's up, whenever that is, I think the Bucks have proven in this last couple of years with AEW that they don't really care if they have the belt or not. Like, I think they're fine just doing other things. I think uh, I think FTR will get the win. All right. The fatal four-way match for the Women's World Championship, Sheeta, Tony Storm, Soraya, and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Oh, man. Um, my heart and my head both say Britt Baker. Uh, I think that, uh, man, at some point she's got to be holding the belt again, right? Like, I don't know how she doesn't at some point soon. Uh, we, y'all already told me Tony Storm is overrated. Uh, I think Soraya is not that good. And so could they keep it on uh, Sheeta maybe, but I think, I think maybe this is Britt Baker's time. And I really, it's probably the one match that I'm like, man, I have no idea who's going to win that thing. Like it could be, it could go a lot of different ways. All right. We got the uh, tag team coffin match, Darby, Allen, and Sting versus uh, A.R. Fox and Swerve Strickland. Got to be Joker Sting, right? There's no way Joker Sting didn't win the coffin match. Uh, you don't take a legend at 60-something years old to Wembley and not give him the win. And you're, gonna like that. I you're, not gonna, you're not going to bury him in the coffin and send him off? <laughs> you're, yeah, you're legitimately not going to bury him this time. But, yeah, I think that I think that they get the win. In that. They, that, that's kind of a – I don't know, man. I'm so tired of Swerve Strickland. Y'all, Matt Diggs probably loves him, but I'm so <laughs> done with Swerve Strickland, man. I'm over it. All right, and the uh, last one that we uh, picked before you got on was the Golden Elite uh, versus Takeshka and the Bullet Club Gold. Oh, man. I don't know. By the way, what about the fact that guns have made themselves relevant somehow? Uh, that's the impressive part for me. Um, man, I, uh, I think, I think they'll win. I think Bullet Club will get the win. I think Bullet Club will get the win. Uh, just cause, man, I, I've lost so much faith. In, let me get this. I've lost so much faith in Tony's booking lately. Like, it just seems, this whole thing seems rushed and kind of thrown together at the last minute a little bit compared to what it could be. And I just don't trust him anymore. So I'm going to go with, with Bullet Club. There you go. Kyle's happy with good, that. Good pick. Good pick, Jeremy. Yes, that, me and you that, are on the island. That's the, the island of relevancy. Got, okay, yeah, that's the right. Relevancy. We so the that, ones. So, yeah, so we, uh, that makes it 3-2. Um, Diggs is not looking at you. He's looking at you with a goofy face like, why would you pick them? But, you know. He, you know what? He already said the nicest thing he's ever said about me, so it's okay. <laughs> I mean, your, your logic in wrestling, picking wrestling has nothing to do with the fact that your career is an amazing <laughs> thing that you do for other kids. I mean, uh, you know, we can still talk about your judgment when you're not doing great things. You know, I, here's the thing that I, I think it, I, to me, I appreciate this card because there is so much like, I don't know what's going to happen on a lot of these matches. And, and if they went, any of the matches where you don't necessarily like who would win or lose, like, I think the great thing about it is you can appreciate it either way, and it doesn't really change my opinion about the storyline either way. What I, so it, one side of my mouth, I'm saying it feels thrown together. On the other side, I'm saying maybe it's genius booking to where you just appreciate the match for what it is and not necessarily who wins or loses. 
All right, and we just started talking about the match number six here on the list, uh, Jeremy. It's the uh, stadium stampede match. You've got on one side, you've got Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, Best Friends, and Lucha Brothers. On the other side, you've got the BCC and three to be determined. We were kind of discussing who we thought it might be that they they bring in. Uh, you got any thoughts on who it might, who you think it might be that they they bring in? Well, I mean, Jey Uso quit, right? So it's got to be Jey Uso. <laughs> Edge is leaving WWE, so it's got to be Edge, right? Um, no, I, I really don't know. I, you know, I. It's going to be somebody. I say it's going to be. There'll be somebody from from New Japan that we don't know for sure. It would be one of my guesses. Uh, or, or I hope it's the Bulldog. I don't remember his name, but I just know him as the Bulldog now. We want him back. Uh, but I think he's always on the other side of this match. I, I don't know. Anyway, um, my main concern about this match is. Stadium Stampede has always happened in an empty arena. Thank you. Uh, how are we going to do this in Wembley? Like, there's plenty of room, Jeremy. Not with ninety thousand people in there. There's not. We'll be fighting all in the crowd. You know. Well, that's anarchy in the arena. We've already done that once, I thought, but I don't know. Uh, it seems weird. I, when they said that, I was like, "What in the world?" Now, hopefully, that means it's better than the other ones we've had in in the Jaguar Stadium, whatever it's called now. There's been some bad Stadium Stampede matches. The first one I thought was really good, and after that, it's been like. You're just trying too hard, kind of like the Undertaker AJ Styles match a few years back, whatever. But uh, <laughs> that which was bad, also by the way. But uh, I, you know, I don't know. I, it's it's interesting. I, I don't know why they're holding out these three. I have no idea who they would be, truthfully. I I, I don't think it's smart for us. the The whole reason we had the stadium stampede was because of the pandemic. There were no fans, right? So why are we going back to something that we did during the pandemic? I don't, that's like WWE going back to the Thunderdome for what, yeah. why? Like it makes no sense. So, and, and why another issue I have, why is the BCC always in these crazy matches? Like they can't just have a normal, let's have a normal match. I mean, they're John fighting. Lynch, in a he wants to bleed every time. Kyle. I know, but they're fighting in a parking lot one week. They're doing, you know, going through barbed wire and thumbtacks and all this other junk the week before. And now we're getting a stadium stampede where who knows? Somebody may jump off Wembley. Who? I mean, there's no telling what's going to happen. Like if that happens, that's going to be awesome. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> a swanton off the top of Wembley Stadium. Oh, uh, of course, Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Through, broke news. The hey, Jeff, 80 tables. Jeff Hardy could be the mystery opponent. Oh, Jeff, could be Matt, Nathan Page. There you go. No, I don't I don't know who it's gonna be. And I I mean it's gonna it's gonna be one of the it's gonna be a typical John Moxley and Blackpool Combat Club match. It's gonna be gruesome, it's gonna be physical, it's gonna be bloody, it's gonna be everything you expect. So um I will be watching and I will enjoy it. I just don't understand why we're doing it. But um I'm taking uh, I'm taking best friends in them. Everybody else, not not BCC. I'm taking best friends in them because I just think they got they got more on that side that I don't. Eddie Kingston needs a win over Claudio. He keeps going up against Claudio every time. Um, I don't know. I'm I picking maybe who's in the match will determine how yeah. that go. I don't know. You know, I, I'm with you. I'm going to go with best friends also. I think that's the group that will win. And, and I guess, you know, to your point, KO, as much as I don't necessarily like the character that – I don't like the BCC concept right now because of what they're doing, but I feel like with Wheeler Yuta and Claudio both, they have two pretty good technical wrestling guys, and they're not really getting a showcase that. It's more of like just beat the heck out of people and 
all kind of weird stuff. I'd like to see you to get some more run as like a Daniel Garcia who's been in some pretty good matches. I mean, I think he's a better technical wrestler than Garcia and let him have that run a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like the fact that there's a mystery opponent. I, I like that. Um, Three of them. Yeah, I think that to me, I'm like, like hmm, mm -hmm. who could they bring out? Is it who they bring out going to be better than the best friends, uh, Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy? I mean, Lucha Brothers do cool spots, but so I think this is a, a BCC type of match, and if they bring anybody in here that's that's the same type of fighter, I think there could be like uh, Matt was talking about earlier some uh, some internal storylines come out of this match for the next mm -hmm. pay per view. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm gonna go with BCC taking the win. And then maybe uh, Claudio and Eddie go at it in the next pay-per-view. Something spins off of here. Uh, but I'm going to go with the BCC and the TBA um, to win this match. I'm going to make Brandon break the tie because I'm also going to go with Blackpool Complex Back Clubbing. Blackpool, that's an English. This is like an sure. English little, you know, an ode to that. So I, I think point. we're going to get that. But if we find out on Wednesday, Friday, or Saturday, since we have three AEW shows, Who's the uh, uh, you know the people, and we find out it's like the Hardys and Ethan Page. I might text you and <laughs> and, and change my mind if it if it's anybody palatable. I'm gonna stick with the Blackpool uh, Combat pl Club. That's the first time I think Matt and I've disagreed tonight. Oh, I'm gonna go with the the the, the Lucha friends, the Lucha <laughs> friends, and Eddie Kingston, <laughs> and Eddie Kingston. Um, is maybe, there, there other friends? Brandon, is there yeah, anybody offhand like if they announced it as those three, or you know, that you would change your mind, or do you think it doesn't matter? No, yeah, I don't, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it matters. Uh, I mean, like, the, unless it's, but I, I don't think Danielson's ready. But like, if Danielson came back, that might be the one thing that might shift it. But I don't think he's ready. Uh, I, I can't. I, I can't think, think of anybody else. Though. They're not going to put him in this kind of match. I don't think. I mean, you put well, somebody. The, the, only th the only thing is, since if there's twelve people, it's kind of like the thing y'all were saying with Soraya earlier. Is Cover. like he, he could just do like one or two yeah. spots somewhere, and then you kind of hide them because yeah. the camera can't keep up with everybody. <laughs> That's yeah, true, think, though. But, it, I think but if you, you bring work. Danielson back, though, like. You, are you can you really hide him like that's like a huge pop yeah, it's, it's yeah I, don't, I don't think he's i don't think he's coming back that's what i'm saying i think that matt was asking is there anybody that would make me want to pick the blackpool combat club and that would probably be it but i don't think he's coming back so that's why i picked the other side but uh and like that's what i said i still i don't know if it'll be nigel is that i do think santana and ortiz will be the fourth and mm. fifth mm. i don't know who the sixth will be i'm, I'm gonna just go on a limb and say nigel but it, it could be somebody else. But I do think Santana and Ortiz will be four and five. Well, then Brandon just changed my pick. <laughs> I, I love Santana and Ortiz, man. I hope it is. I, I do hope it's those two guys. Sorry, and, are you? If I wasn't proud, were, then I wouldn't be powerful. And, and one of y'all were bagging on the the Blackpool Combat Club. If if all they did was make Wheeler Yuta star, it's been a success, and they have. So I mean, For I'm sure. very invested in what the Blackpool Combat Club has done because I didn't know Wheeler Yuta two years ago from anybody. He's just he was that he was with scared. the best friends. He was with the best friends. Yeah, he's just a guy, you know, like you know, like like 
big daddy magic or whatever, just a guy on the roster. And now he's a legitimate title holding star because of the Blackpool Combat Club. So I'm, I, I think what they've done in their mission has been fantastic. And I bet they can do it again. And I bet in the next year they will do it again. Well, we know big daddy magic or whatever, but we don't know the guy with the comb. I can never remember his name. Uh, cool hand. Cool hand. Okay. Cool yeah. hand Angelo Parker. Angelo, yeah, yeah Parker. Yeah. I'm going to forget that before the end of the show. Don't worry. But I just know it's the guy with the comb. Cool hand Ange. Cool hand Ange. Okay, uh, perfect. So, so Jeremy, did do you are really changing your pick, or are you going to stick with best friends? I'm going to stick with best friends because I think Orange Cassidy is – I mean, Matt makes a good point. Being the Blackpool Combat Club, how do you go against him? But I think the one way to combat that, no pun intended, is Orange Cassidy, man. Like, he's a draw. People love him. And I think you send your one of your biggest stars – Across the pond, you got to give him a little love somewhere. But he, he won't take the pin. Somebody else will take the pin anyway. So, well, probably uh, see this. I'm I'm also terrible. This uh, not Trent, but uh, Chuck uh, Taylor, maybe Chuck Taylor. Uh, yeah, probably the pin guy. I feel like he's always the fall guy for them. But uh, I'll stick with best friends and Eddie. All right, um, all right. We're done with the multi-man matches. Now we're going to go to uh, the last three singles matches. I'm going to stop uh, you, Brett, just real quick, just to, to make the prediction that I think whatever this is will spin off Moxley and uh, Orange Cassidy for all the Chicago show. I think we'll see that. on. Okay. Does Moxley take the title? I don't know. I don't think he will, but I think no. uh, I think we'll get that match. That'd be a good match, though. Yeah. Probably right. bloody. Yeah. yeah. Good, that's, a good, that's a good prediction. <laughs> Prop bet, blood. Moxley match blood. That's probably uh you probably won't win much money off of that one. No. Um, all right. So we got the seventh match. We got uh Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho. Um man, uh, I love Will Ospreay. We talked about this in the <coughs> show. I mean, there's no reason Jericho goes over on Osprey here. I mean, he, it's gonna be Osprey. I don't think there's any doubt. I think it'll be a pretty decent match. Any match with Osprey in it, I'm I'm sold. But I'm, Isn't that I'm, like the intrigue though? Can Osprey get a good match out of Jericho? I think that's one of the fun things that we're gonna have to ask ourselves in this. Yeah, well, I'm sure they've had lots of time to prepare. weren't they supposed to to have this match several years ago? I think they they kind of referred the Tokyo to Tokyo Dome. At the yeah. Tokyo yeah. Dome, yeah. And so you know they've had lots of time to. Uh, it's it's gonna be play. interesting clash of styles jericho works a, l- a slower pace osprey's you know high flying athletic it's gonna be it's so gonna be interesting does jericho wrestle face now or does he i mean that'd be interesting because you know he's been heel all this time uh will there be some shenanigans involved you know osprey's got his aussie open guys they'll be there at the show so there could maybe some shenanigans involved there don Callis. yeah what's the don Callis connection you know yeah. like uh I think, you know, it's funny because we've talked about this before, but even though Jericho is doing heel things, it's almost like he's been a face the whole time with the fans. Like, the fans love Jericho. Um, and I'm with you. I don't think there's any reason for him to win the match. It, it You know, we talked about this with uh, with Osprey and Omega. Like, what are their plans for Osprey in the future, right? I know Matt thought it was a great match or whatever, but, um, you know, I think that Osprey wins, and unfortunately, I don't think it'll be a very long match. I mean, Relatively speaking, compared to what Osprey and Omega was, I don't think Jericho can go that long anymore. Uh, but I think Osprey will win, and I'm interested to see the Don Callis connection. I think that'll be, uh, you know, is he trying to put together this stable that has Takeshita and, 
and Osprey and and who else may jump in there. Uh, it'll be interesting, but I think that it's I think it's definitely Osprey. Yeah, I'm I'm taking Osprey. Um, I think you said it's not going to be a very long match. I, I think 15 to 20 minutes, I think, is what we can expect from this, and I I think that's about as as far as it needs to go. Um, I think it'll be a good match. It's going to be interesting though to see how they can they who. If it's going to be interesting if Osprey can come down to Jericho's style at Jericho's age. Jericho's great at, at his age. He's he's great at what he does in the ring, but he's not young Jericho anymore. So it's going to be interesting to see how Osprey comes down to that. But I think Osprey wins, and I do agree. There's some type of interference with Don Callis that helps Osprey get the win over Jericho. Throw me in for Osprey, you know, and I think this will continue to build up to uh, Omega Osprey three, the uh, barbed wire exploding nails of <laughs> death match. It'll be a seven star whenever it happens. I promise you that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt. If we won't do this again tonight, I promise. Hey, Matt, how many how many false finishes in the Osprey Jericho match? Ooh. Over over under ten and a half. Ooh. Under. I, you, I, I think we might only see like one or two. I I, I think it'll be a, a basic match. I think you got to keep. They they understand how to build these good matches, and and you can't do that repeatedly with you know ten. To, you know, I mean, we might see a couple of matches that have a lot of false finishes at this card, but I don't think you're, this is going to be one of them. I think this is kind of a a buffer match between you know two of the crazier matches. Uh, just to kind of get you back down. So I think, uh, and I, and you, you set the over under at 10 to 15. I'm going to take the under. I don't think they're going to let him go long. I think it'll be a eight to 11 minute match and Osprey wins. And that might be the style that gets a good match out of Jericho. That's just fast and, yeah. and boom and get him out of there. Jeremy, uh, Matt actually did call a five-star match early in the card. He, uh, he said FTR Young Bucks is going to be a five-star so. match. So. I hope so. I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking forward to that one but, more uh, than any of them, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think we were all on that same page uh, on this one. Uh, you know, it, it's weird because, you know, we've seen Osprey with Orange Cassidy. We've seen Osprey with Omega. And this is going to be totally different probably. But I, but Osprey, I think, is so good. And I think this is where we may even grow more appreciation from him. Like, we've, you know, we were all, we've all kind of same pages before the Orange Cassidy match. We'd heard of him. But that really elevated, and then that Omega match elevated him for us, except maybe Matt. But, uh, <laughs> but this one I think could be even more because if like, it's going to be a different type of match, so it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm looking forward to it. It's just I think I feel like it's going to be totally different, obviously, than his previous two AEW type matches. So, but I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I've I've become a big Will Ospreay fan, and uh, I'm. I, yeah, I'm, uh, he's my pick, and uh, I, I do like what's going on. I'm I'm interested to see wh- where Jericho goes from here too. After you know the the JAS left him, and then the whole Don Callis thing, I'm interested to see what the next steps are of that story, and if it turns anything to all out. Also, wow, Brandon took a stab at you there, Matt. How do you feel about that? Bro, I, I need I need more uh, faces to go at me. So you know, Jeremy <laughs> is the. Oh, it wasn't no stab. It was it. It wasn't honest. <laughs> was I think like a the screwdriver big, shot to the head. The big question <laughs> is, how much will that painting that Don Callis had on uh, on Wednesday night go for? Somebody would pay big bucks to have that. I think I I can see that hanging up in Brett's office back there. 
Along even articles. even Wait, after it's broken, also. of course. I'd rather yeah. have it broken. That's got to be worth more, right? Shattered yeah. rooms. That's I gotta say, plenty of room for my uh, Chapel Hill new state championship articles for this year. Hopefully. Well, yeah. Well, speaking of shattered dreams, hopefully that's not the mystery opponent in the BCC match. The return of Gold Dust. That'd be awesome. Oh. Well, we well we can get to that the next match because we kind of got it the other night. Yeah. Oh my so, gosh. So. <laughs> So the next match is CM Punk and Samoa Joe for the quote real world championship. Um, yeah. So if you didn't tune in, I didn't realize until later that the CM Punk thing was a nod to Christian. Um, did y'all see that, that he dressed up as like, I guess Christian did a mass character back in the day. And it was the, the vampire thing is for the brood. Uh, so it was kind of an, an, um, basically a nod to Christian, I mean, to uh, edge. I'm sorry. Um, so I thought that was kind of neat. I didn't realize it until after, you know, it was all done. Um, but man, Samoa Jones and CM Punk, I'm looking forward to this match. I'm not sure why this isn't in Chicago. Um, there's plenty of matches in this car. Not that I'm don't want to see it. I know why they're putting it in Wembley, but he had Chicago all out next week. Um, and, you know, you know, CM Punk is going to be on that card. We'll see who he ends up facing, but I really think that that CM Punk retains here, and he, I just feel like that him and MJF are on a collision course at some point to merge the belts or whatever they end up doing with them, um, or either it's either that or, or I might be wrong, and they may eventually make this a different title. I don't know, but we'll see where it goes. But I just think. You know, they're going to put CM Punk over. Samoa Joe has a title already. Um, he's the ROH television champion, so he doesn't need a belt. Um, so I'm going to go with CM Punk. You know, I think it's interesting. We were griping a couple uh -oh. months, months how many belts AEW. I'm really griping about the fact they've got this new one that they've embraced, by the way. Like, they're the graphics are showing real world champions, which is kind of interesting to me. Uh, I think you'll get Punk and Rich Chicago. I think, you know, whatever or whatever it is, I think Chicago the next week. But I think, too, and you got to put them in Wembley. Those are two of your most known stars, Punk and uh, and, and Samoa Joe. I think it's a good place to have it, and, and you get Punk and Starks next week. I, I think I'm, Punk I'm wins, gonna, by the way. He's not going to lose this right now. I'm going to be honest. I'm uh... – I think we're kind of getting overexposed with Punk and Samoa Joe. They've wrestled like three or four times the past, you know, a couple months. Um, I think Punk wins. I don't see why they would let Punk like give two belts to Samoa Joe again because they've done that before. I don't see. I don't see them doing that. I don't see Punk losing in Wembley. Um, but I was just kind of thinking it would be interesting if they gave CM Punk the loss at Wembley to Samoa Joe and then ran it back at All Out in Chicago where he could get the Chicago pop where you know he's going to be a babyface. Because right now, he's getting mixed reactions everywhere he goes. Some people are booing, some people are cheering. We don't know how the UK crowd's going to react to CM Punk. There's no telling. Like, I don't, I don't think we can just assume that he's going to be babyface when we walk in there. So I, I could see just to throw a wrench in everything, them giving it to Joe and Wembley and then turning around, running it back the following week and then giving it back to Punk 
in uh, in Chicago. But I don't know. I, I really do think CM Punk's going to win, though. I don't think it's going to come to that. So I think it's it's Punk. Yeah, Kyle, I, th- I think that might have could have been the case, but they kind of made it like, you know, they made it point out their day that they cut Ricky Starks' suspension in half so where he will come back that like that collision before yeah. Chicago. So I think, I think it's like, like Jeremy said, it's what we're going to get punk win this one. And then we'll get Ricky and Ricky and punk in Chicago. And then because, you know, because Ricky's went full heel. So you get, I mean, it's going to be no doubt, you know, who the face, who the hill is in that one, even though punk's kind of a jaded character right now, but, but Ricky, Ricky's made that full turn and, so, you know, with Joe, Joe, there's still some gray area, too, where he gets cheered and booed in multiple places, too. So even in Chicago, it would be, you know, Punk would get the thing, but people love Samoa Joe. How can you not? And so where Ricky Joe is, is great. Exactly. Yeah. And so we're, uh, yeah, so I think we're getting, I think Punk wins this one and we're getting Ricky. And, you know, it's funny you talk about Joe and Punk faces so much and they made this such a big deal. They hadn't faced him in 18 yeah. years or whatever. Whatever it was, and now yeah, now but now we see them. They're making up for it now. Yeah, well, they they've done enough. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's funny you mentioned who could love Joe Kyle Kyle because uh, I, I kind of I'm I'm kind of souring on Joe these days. You know, Joe had that really good run in WWE 2018 2019 where you know you believed he could beat Roman, you believed he could beat your your brother KO, and and he had some really good matches. <laughs> at least in AEW, he hasn't had any good matches. I just can't look back at anything that he's done at AEW and go, wow, that's a really good match. He kind of looks slow and out of shape, and it might be because of how many good wrestlers are around him, whereas, you know, he was one of a few, like uh, like the other KO, you know. But over here, he's, you know, one of a hundred, you know, really good wrestlers. So I'm really not feeling uh, Samoa Joe. I don't think he really deserves to be a champion, and I don't even think he really deserves – the ROH championship because what is he doing for that other than just, you know, giving it some nostalgia at this point. Uh, I think uh, CM Punk wins. And if they can't get a story, if they can't get a good match out of Samoa Joe, get them off TV. I can't recall one right off the top of my head, but he has had good matches. Samoa Joe has had some good matches. I just can't remember the names of the people he's had them with, but <laughs> CM Punk, the matches with CM Punk have been you you better no. start naming some. He's gonna he's gonna start grilling. No, here. I, I'm no, ready for listen, this. No, but listen, the he hasn't been the bad CM on television. Punk match wasn't even a good match. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. Okay, that's fair. I mean, you got it. I'm not, I'm not gonna argue. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't, I'm good. I mean, I mean, you know that that that's been some of the slower, you know, the the slower collision matches that I haven't liked. You know, is when CM Punk is giving us 32 minutes of just, you know, slow brooding Samoa Joe match or, or whatnot. But see, it's a, it's a, it's a taste thing. I'm a, I'm a Bronson Reed fan and Samoa Joe fan. And so they're kind of similar in style. So I could see why you wouldn't, you wouldn't like either one of them. I get it. I get it. But I've liked Samoa Joe in the past. I'm just saying, you know, so his AJ styles going back to impact and whatnot. I, I was salivating for him to get to have some of these dream matches and, and like I said, his last WWE run, I thought he was an underrated talent. But this run, just hasn't, haven't been impressed. But Wembley, you know, maybe he brings out the A game because it's there. It'll at least be a three-star. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Main event 
AEW World Championship, MJF versus Adam Cole. Baby. This this will be an interesting match just because of the fact that they opened the the pre-show on the same team. Something's going to go down there. But I think it's all going to play out uh, in this main event here. Um, I just think they're, they've got too much stock in MJF right now. They're going to continue to keep the belt on him right now. Um, and so my, my thinking is that eventually MJF and CM Punk, like I said, are, are on a collision course um, for that the match or the belt that CM Punk never lost um, at some point. So I don't know when that'll be, but I think MJF's going to beat Adam Cole and it's going to be a really good match. There's a lot of storytelling that they've done over the last month or so with them, and and they've they've really got me interested in this match because you just don't know that you know we don't know which one's gonna portray the other one. It's gonna be interesting because you've had Adam Cole act like he was gonna kick him. We talked to him earlier. You've had MGF get angry with Adam Cole. Um, I think this is one of my favorite storylines. As far as a tag team getting put together for just a random put together, since we since I think I'm gonna brought it up with, with the Kane Daniel Bryan back in WWE, I really liked when they did that. Then they went to therapy and all that. This has been a very good build with this, um, and that's something AEW does a really good job with with the randomizing tag teams. At least they're you know they draw names and it's random. It's not like oh this guy's a face, oh this guy's a face, let's stick them together, you know, or you know at least they have some kind of reasoning for it and they were able to build several storylines obviously this was the best one of the bunch i don't know that they that they when they originally did it that they knew how good it would go honestly I mean, maybe they did maybe they knew something but when they first did this like okay this could be interesting but it's way exceeded my expectations guys and and that's really made this match you know that much more interesting to me You know, I feel like Kyle has complained in the past, and and fairly so, that, uh, you know, MJF's got to get a clean win. You know, like, what's the point of all of these shenanigans and whatnot? I think he's going to get his clean win at Wembley, and I think, you know, that, that that's going to be answered, which sets up the maybe Adam turns on him after the match, you know, instead of hugging it out and shaking the hand. Maybe you get the super kicked in the card. So, uh, so many ways they can go with it, but I, all all roads lead back to MJF holding the belt at the end of the night. I um, I have to agree. Uh, I think MJF wins. I, they're not taking the belt off MJF. But what I, it, my question is: Is there any chance? Is there any chance that? after the match, they do hug it out that nobody turns on either, either one of them. Like they do hug it out after the match. Is there any chance they keep this kind of togetherness? If, if they win the belts, right. If they win the belts in the pre-show. Yep. Okay. If they don't win the belts and I don't think, you know, I if think they don't win the belts, I think I I'm, I'm with you Diggs. I think Adam Cole turns, he either turns on MJF in the tag team match beforehand. Like I talked about earlier, or, in the main event, he's. Tur- I think it's Adam Cole that's turning on, on MJF because he could go back and watch Dynamite. He could see the facial expressions MJF is making behind his back. So I mean, yeah, he's he's you like, they, okay. You mean they can go back and watch those? Well, they can now. Whether that they seemingly don't, but um, they can. But I think that you know Adam Cole will will be the one that turns on MJF just to throw a little little hitch in the giddy up. 
Yeah, I'm with you, Kale. I, I think that um, Adam Cole is the one that's going to turn. And I, I also agree with Matt that I think that uh, MJF will get his clean win. I think he will get a clean win. And I think after the match, you're going to get um, Adam Cole turning. But but I think that Roderick Strong and uh, uh, gosh, what's the what's the I don't even know the name of the group Kingdom. that has. What is it? The Kingdom. The Kingdom. Kingdom. Oh, I can never remember that. Yeah. Those guys will be involved, and that'll be the new, the new undisputed era, so to speak. Or do we get maybe uh, O'Reilly comes back? Now, I mean, he's been rumored to be. Coming I was back just going to say that. I forgot about Kyle O'Reilly. He's a wild yeah, card. So, he could come back. Yeah, the other KO, KOR, I guess. Um, yeah, <laughs> but but I think that that you're going to get a, a heel group of Cole Strong and either the Kingdom or O'Reilly coming back. But I think it'll be a clean win for MJF. But but I will say this: I don't think it's because you guys said a minute ago about there being a program with Punk and MJF coming to kind of unify the belts. I don't think they have to do that. Honestly, I'd say leave the two belts separate and let it go for a little bit. And you, I mean, I think at some point you're going to get that matchup again. But I don't think you have to rush through it. Um, you know, I, it's interesting to see how they're going to turn around and use the next week. And I think that's kind of the wild card in all of it is what happens on Sunday that they're going to turn around and do again the next week, which is so dumb to me that they're doing this. But we, I know we've talked about that at nauseum, but um, I think that uh, MJF wins Cole and his undisputed era, whether it's the old undisputed era or the new undisputed era will come out. Uh, but would it shock me if they let Cole win? Yeah, but but I don't think it's – I think the way he talked on Collision – I mean, on a Dynamite Wednesday about how important it was to him to win, and you could have a chance where maybe MJF takes the fall in the uh, in the tag team match, and then he loses the championship match, and that's what sets him over the edge uh, at MJF. And uh, they planted the seeds for the strong and, and the Adam Cole grouping back in the very beginning when Adam Cole just said, you know, he's got to trust me. you got to let me do my thing and trust me. So – I think that's ultimately what happens. I'm just not – I'm with you, Kale. I don't think – it doesn't need to happen during the match, but it could. But I think it happens afterwards. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to take MJF. Uh, yeah, this, the story's been great, and I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I kind of I kinda like the Adam Cole turn part, and we'll see if that's what happens. But I, I do think that's where it's leaning is an Adam Cole instead of MJF. But I don't know if it happens on Sunday. I we'll see. I, I I don't know what they have planned for either of these guys for the next week too. Like, I mean, you know, because I don't I don't know how they keep it going. But I don't know who MJ, MJF's got to defend in Chicago, right? And I don't know who it would be against. So maybe Christian, since he's a champion already. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's got to lose his Here we go again. You missed the whole Christian debate. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Not... I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring Chris, that. Christian's facing. Well, Christian is facing a uh, Darby. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm tired of the Christian thing, Jeremy. I, I, I've I've been told that I'm just I'm not I'm not. There's not a good. It's a good storyline, and and you know it's believable that you know somebody wins a belt. And then they just give it to somebody else because, and they just let them have it. You know, it's just, that's real life. You know, fairness, Luchasaurus didn't give it to Christian. Christian kind of took it right after Luchasaurus, which is even worse. It's even worse, KO. First off, I like Christian. I like he's what he's doing. He can't speak words, KO. He's a dinosaur. I, I like I like what Christian's doing. I think it's funny. I think it's it just shows the prick that Christian is. I think it adds to his character. So no, I, it's it's super funny, man. Like I I think it's hilarious, but like it's so like. 
Luchasaurus wins a belt, but he's not strong enough to keep the belt away from the old guy. Like, come he's, on, man. The dude, he's, he's just he's just biding his time before he turns on him. Before he pulls that turtleneck and chokes him with it. He's just biding his time. He's a dinosaur. He can wait forever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he'll finally make he'll, he'll become a big boy like Jack Perry decided to do. I, I spoke that one into existence, by the way. Jungle Boy was gone about a week after I told y'all needed to be gone, by the way. So I think Jack Perry comes back to to um Luchasaurus and Christian. I think they got a little hill faction forming. He's gonna um, be retiring that FTW uh, belt this week. You talked about that earlier. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. We're gonna get Hook and Jack Perry again at uh, at all in. Just wait. Or at all out. Yeah. That's very possible. All right, that's uh that's all we have on the card right now. And if there's anything else added, we'll uh We'll have y'all text. Keep it like page. it is, Tony Khan. Keep nine matches is we plenty. Need, we need yeah, probably that's, about that's, three, it's gonna be about three or four more, probably yeah. add to this. I mean, you know um, it's gonna happen. There's no doubt they've paid the rental fee already, the light bill is covered, they're just gonna run it for about five hours. Put them on the zero hour, that's hey, fine. Hey, the we don't only, need all good, these news, on the main the only good news is it starts at noon our time, guys. So at least yes. we're not gonna be up all night, you know. Yes. So no, we'll just have to skip dinner. I totally missed that. I did. It makes sense, but I didn't. I didn't even realize. Yeah, that. the the zero hour starts at 11, 11 a.m. Yeah. yeah, it'll be like watching an afternoon of Red Zone. It's going to be seven hours of AEW. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no bathroom breaks either. I, at just least like uh, what's his name does. At least football hasn't started yet, so there's nothing else going on. And true. Know, so I mean, there's preseason, but you know, so at least Nobody there's cares. nothing. Yeah. So you got college zero week. <laughs> yeah, some big time matchups there, Brandon. We talk about that another time. I think. Yeah. Hey, listen. Oh, uh, on ABC Saturday night, we got the uh, the college kickoff game between South Carolina State and Jackson State. Don't want to miss it. Tune in. I'm going to miss it. Any school who ever hired <laughs> Deion Sanders deserves to never be watched again. Oh no. Oh wow. That, hey, we sounds like another show uh, on the Disrespect Sports mm-hmm. Network. We need Jeremy. Uh, I'd love to have an hour a week to tell you about how, how much I hate Deion Sanders. <laughs> oh, I, I'd take it. Matter of fact, I probably need two. Oh, <laughs> biggest, biggest, biggest fraud in the history of the world, Deion Sanders. Oh, my. Well, you know, uh, if you look good, you play good. If you play good, you pay good. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. So let's, uh, next week, we'll be back. you pay good, you're in at the, at the FCS level, by the way. We'll, so. we'll be back at some point to wrap up um, all in and – preview all out of what we know about it and also uh payback is next week too so a lot oh of red lord uh back to back to back so um what's payback the, payback that's uh wwe payback. WWE. who's wwe I'm, I'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about wwe on aew podcast yeah you know yeah. well this is technically a wrestling podcast Cal, so <laughs> Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll review this show and then preview the other two pay-per-view. That should be a good long marathon of a show uh, next week. We'll, uh, should be a good one. But uh, for everybody here at the DSN, Off the Rose Podcast, the Professor Matt Diggs, Brandon Ogden, KO Kyle Owens, and Coach Jeremy Hubbard. We'll catch you next time right here on the Disrespect Sports Network. Good night, everybody. You didn't on the inside. You are innocence personified. And I will drag you down and sell you out. Run away. 
I am cold like December snow. I have carved out this soul made of stone, and I will drag you down and sell you out. Embraced by the darkness, I'm losing the light. It's a ghost by demons I fight. What have I become now that I've betrayed everyone I've ever loved to push them all away? And I've been a slave. To the Judas in my mind Is there something left for me to save In the wreckage of my life My life I become, I become, I become I become, I become, I become